What's going on? This is TJ Murphy and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is Michael Dallas Peterson. From a challenging upbringing in a small northern British Columbia town, Michael journeyed through personal transformation to become a highly sought after automation and systems specialist. Rising through the ranks of corporate tires, customer service to managing a multi-million dollar store, Michael found dissatisfaction with the status quo and ultimately embarked on an entrepreneurial journey. Testing various business models during a year off to raise his kid, he discovered his knack for building efficient systems while starting a competing tire shop. Michael now harnesses his talent, helping online entrepreneurs scale their businesses with world-class systems, automation, and delegation. Just a few of the golden takeaways Michael shares in this episode are what a remote integrator is and why you need one, how a 30-minute complaint session can turn into a six-month roadmap to solving the pain points in your business, radical transformation through nutrition, and why you should invest in mentorship and buy a boat for your mental health. So without further ado, this is me and Michael Dallas-Peterson. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Michael, welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, TJ, for having me. Dude, I've been looking forward to it. I appreciate you being here, and I'd love to start with a bit of background on your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about your story leading up to you becoming the adventurous entrepreneur you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, um, I'm like your born and raised, uh, you know, spent 30, almost 30 years in like a Northern British Columbia town, damn near closer to the Yukon than, uh, you know, Washington state down, you know, on the border, okay. but, um, up in the middle of like, you know, <laughs> um, nowhere, if you will, like a forestry town and stuff like that. And, uh, I just, uh, I just got involved in the old town and my, my, my whole family, alcohol, drugs, and all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of, you know, give some cliff notes, I went, I went down the, the path of, you know, in the hospital, comatose, almost, you know, dying of almost liver failure, things like that. And so oh. I ended up needing like a, you know, a massive change and stuff like that. And I, I, uh, ended up going to, uh, you know, boarding military Academy for, for bad kids. Cause I was doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. And, uh, ended up learning a like a lot of like discipline and a lot of ways of like um being able to control your emotions and being able to like just like listen and uh respect and and things like this and and so i think you know to start off my journey i think like it, it's really important to understand that like i went through some like crazy transformation for 4 years of my life and um i think i think that's a very important place to start and so you know from there i ended up getting into like you know corporate hires, customer service. Um, I moved into like management. We did like big, huge, tall, 12 foot, <clears throat> 12 foot tall, like mining truck tires all the way down to like little tiny wheel, wheelbarrow tires. 
Hmm. Um, the store I managed did like, you know, anywhere from five to 6 million a year. So it was a pretty decent sized store. And we had a mix of like passenger light truck, commercial OTR, like big mining stuff. So it was pretty cool, but I was like, just not into it anymore. It was like, um, it was like working. I call it, I call it working for boomers. Cause what was, what, what the problem was is like every, 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 everywhere you turn, like they, they were just constantly, um, you know, criticizing you or saying back in my day, or, you know, I, my, my first son was born. And they told me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cow patty to cow patty all the way yeah. uphill both ways. But it's like, they, they would say like, you know, when my, like my kid was just my, my first child was born Elliot and, uh, they were like, they were like, well, I was, I was back to work before I changed the first diaper. And I was like, like, okay, good for you. Like, right, yeah. Is that, is know? that a flag to be waving around with pride? Yeah. Like <laughs> congratulations. I imagine your relationship is great, but Hey, yeah. listen, I'm not going to do that. And so I just kept on, like, I got written up a couple of times. Cause they were like, you're not supposed to be leaving work this early, even though I was working like 12, 15 hour days, things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, it was just like, I'm done. So I quit. And I was just like, you know, it was like a, it was like an eight year journey of like me moving my way up. I had like really good rank. I had really good uh, bonus structure. I was making over hundred K a year, just, you know, you know, managing a, you know, a little tire shop. Yeah. And so I decided to take like this whole year off and in Canada, I don't know if you know it, we have this thing called EI employment insurance, and you can just basically, as long as you have the right requirements, you can get paid for a whole year, right. Uh-huh. Without having to, cause you pay into it. Yeah. So I took, I took, I took off EI for a whole year and raised my kid. I was like, this is better than going to work and not like now I can raise yeah. my child for a whole year. So I took a whole year yeah. off. And, um, I tried everything. I tried multi-level marketing. I tried, you know, affiliate marketing. I tried, you know, e-commerce, building an agency for marketing. I did, oh man, I've like, I mean, I did, um, everything. Like, I mean, I did this weird Kijiji thing too. Like, I don't even know what it is anymore, but long, long-term, short-term, I did like, you know what I mean? I tried it all. The, the crazy thing is, is I was like mildly successful at all of these little tiny things, but I was yeah. just never like had the um for like the the zing or the, 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 the social media presence or like the desire to like put myself out there in that way that I never actually got far enough that I was like, have a, had a livable income. So I had to go back to work and I ended up starting a brand new tire shop in spite of the place I, mm-hmm. I quit. And so went into competition with them and uh, we ended up growing. I ended up growing that, that business in its first like six months to like quarter million dollars um in revenue so we just took that it's a small town too so we took that from that tire shop mm-hmm. um but it was even that it was in that transition i'm like wrapping up on this intro here but um it was in that it was in that like you know building and be, getting the systems together and hiring the team and like getting the systems up and all this kind of stuff that i realized like this is what i'm really good at like yeah. i'm not good at like the the maintenance and sitting there day to day just like kind of like okay like so and so showed up for work or you know what i mean i'm not I'm, like it's just not into that like i'm into the builds i'm into like the the new stuff like the how can we you know you know change this or move this or you know adapt this or whatever it might be right i'm making more efficient kind of thing right so i was like i'm going to go back and and do some of the system buildings instead of actually doing it for myself i'm going to try and go back and do it for my 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 acquaintances so that year I took off, I had a, you know, probably 30 or 40 people that I had helped out. And uh, I was like, Hey, do you need help? And like, within like the first week I was making 2,500 bucks a month on retainer for these friends that were just like doing well, but they needed systems help. So I'm like, Oh, there's something here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it just like the, the rest is just like, you know, within like, I think eight months of me opening that tire shop, I was making 10 K a month, uh, us 
So a Canadian yeah. making 10K US is a lot better. Yeah. And um, I was like, I'm done. So then I was like, hey, I ended up working. My wife had, was having our, we were having our second child at that time. And uh, and uh, I was like, hey, wife, you quit your job and uh, I'll stay working. So I, I have a picture. I, I, get, I don't have it with me now, but it was like me in this like coat in this like shed tire shed with a tire stack and my laptop on it and like me working in the shed they snapped the picture of me but um yeah I was like working in a tire shed like taking calls for for this business and stuff like that and running the tire shop while my wife was at home and stuff like that so grinded for that for a while and then you know eventually just was like I'm done I'm going home full-time and going going solo solopreneur for a while so good for you man and to be able to bring your wife home that's a it's a true reward and a testament to creating something that's clearly working well for you. So let's bring it forward. Like what, what is this integrator business? And we'll get into what an integrator is here in a bit, but like what, what's the business all about? What are you focused on today here in man, June of 2023? Yeah. So like, it's, um, it's, 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 it's seemingly kind of complicated. Um, and it's, it's very similar to a lot of different businesses out there, like a business styles, if that makes sense. The, the one differentiator between an integrator and like a marketer, an integrator or a website build, builder or funnel builder or hacker, whatever you want to call these people now, is that we do it all, right? We don't, we don't just like I'm funnel hacking or I'm, I'm lead, doing lead generation or I'm doing this or I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm outsourcing it to this other weird company or whatever guru hack is out there right now where they're teaching people how to, you know, get in and only sell, but outsource everything. I never believed in that. That's why I didn't like it. And yeah. so, um, yeah, what we're doing right now is we're basically helping uh, online, mostly online business owners with their sales and marketing systems. So we're setting up CRMs, funnels, websites, automations, integrations. We're doing uh, uh, hiring uh, labor, uh, so delegation, like getting virtual assistants in, inside where things can't be, you know, automated. So, you know, I come into a business and I, I like there's a bit of a motto and I don't know who it came from. It's, it's a book I read, but it's uh, eliminate what's not necessary automate what you can and then eliminate or uh and then delegate what you can automate right and so um that's what um that's what we do man we just i guess in a 30 you know thirty thousand foot view or whatever that's basically in a nutshell yeah okay so just for people to like even distill it down a little bit more like what exactly is a remote integrator i mean it's everything that you just said but like what is it in its most simple form and why do i need one in my business Yeah. So uh, a remote integrator um, is just a, a fancy, I would call it like 2022 new term made up um, way of saying someone that's going to help out um, a business owner setting up like their CRMs, their email sequences, their funnels, they're going to connect forms, they're going to send out automated responses, they're going to send out automated text messages, they're going to they're going to get your your website or your funnel optimized or something like that, right? Whatever it might be, they're going to get like into the Zapier or whatever it might be to make yeah. sure we're we're connecting more than one software so they talk to each other. And you do something here, it updates over here. You do something here, it updates there. Um, so in, in in a big nutshell, it's like basically we're 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 saving people either time or money or both at the same time. And that's that's the problem right now is like you've got real estate agents still working out of a Google Sheet or their notebook. Right. You've got mortgage professionals, you know, who are using this outdated software or something like that. And they're just like, you know, writing like I went to a meeting one time and you know, those like big calendars that they have on people's desks and like they have to rip it off each month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's writing stuff on that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's like, oh my goodness. How he's like, yeah, but I got a cool system for it and it works. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, well um, if you may it works for you. Ahead. Keep on doing yeah. it, but I'm sure there's a better way. <laughs> 
And so, um, yeah, and just like, just out of, out of habit, just like my, my integrator brain, like you, the reminders you sent me today came from a CRM called go high level, right? So you, you use a CRM called go high level. I could tell right from like the beginning of it coming in. And so like, I literally, I mean, I don't know if I have anything right here, but I mean, I've, I'm like, I've been with high level since 2018. Right. And so like, you know, I, I help people. I basically use high level primarily if I can with business owners um, and anything else that, you know, um, any other businesses that can't, um, I'll use things like Pipedrive or Close.io or I'll use um, Zapier, Pabli, Integramat or whatever I think it's called Make Now and um, uh, Calendly, Schedule Once, whatever, whatever you guys, whatever people want to use and whatever works best because, you know, aesthetics or this feature or that feature, whatever it is we'll set it up, we'll make it work, we'll run it for you. And what we'll do is we'll stay on your team inside of like your Slack channel or something along those lines as like a, like an extension of your team going like, hey, this isn't working or hey, we want to change this or hey, we want to do this now, right? Because the problem is, is like you get like, you get these companies, these marketing agencies, for example, they come in, they're going to do lead gen, but then they stop there. They're like, here's your leads, I'm done, right? And we're not, no, 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 we're going to come in. I'll help you set up an ad. I'll help you get some leads. I'll help you get it into the CRM. And then I'll stay on retainer for you. Nowhere near your like $2,500, $5,000 a month retainer, maybe $1,500 a month. I'll stay in and I'll slowly get things working for you as you progress through at a nice even pace. So you're not overwhelmed and you're not taking on too much. And like, you know, you don't want to quit, you know, day two. Right. And so um, again, like I said, it's kind of complicated, like, because we do everything right. Um, there's a couple examples where I work for YouTubers, right. So mm-hmm. we'll come into um, and we'll pitch a YouTuber who's got like, say 750,000 followers. Um, and we'll go, Hey, do you want us to build you a community? We'll hire your coaches. We'll train your coaches. We'll build a curriculum. We'll build the system. We'll build the community. We'll build the payment methods and the, and the, and the, and the paywalls. We'll get the emails coming out. We'll send out scheduled newsletters. We'll do all of this kind of stuff. We'll, we'll hire and train and all this kind of stuff. We'll get the support reps from the Philippines or, or, um, Colombia or wherever from, we'll get them hired, get them on board. And then the only thing you need to do is maybe come in and do a couple calls, but we'll let the coaches do the rest. And you just keep posting on YouTube. That's another, you know, whole niche that we're getting into that's like work, working really well, right? Like these YouTubers are, you know, making tremendously, you know, knowledgeable and valuable YouTube videos, but then they yeah. stop there, but they want to do more at like more of a intimate, like micro level, right? And so we'll come in and we'll help them do it, but they don't have to take on anything, right? So it's a beautiful thing. Create, especially with YouTube, you know, I mean, they've got this loyal community, this strong base that will clearly buy from them if they just had the opportunity, but most, most people don't have the time to set all that stuff up, stuff up. So that's a beautiful, like, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, or they have like a Patreon and it's got like two tiers and like, yeah, exactly. and it's like, you get my videos early <clears throat> and it's like, well, I'll just wait. Cool. I'll wait. Um, yeah. You I, know what I, mean? like, so I don't pay for that stuff unless it's something I'm really, really passionate about, but yeah. Like if you want to be early, early bird gets a worm kind of thing. Sure. That makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, why don't they get that? And they also get, you know, two weekly calls on X, Y, Z topic and ABC topic this week. And then next week, two more. And then, you know, maybe there's a Q and a or something like that. And then maybe we have a, you know, a special article or, or you know, maybe we're, you know, summarizing, you know, YouTube, uh, YouTube videos into like with chat GPT or something like that and handing them out as PDFs, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. right. We're doing a ton of, you know, valuable things for them. Right. So. Awesome. So when you start working with an online business to help fix diagnose inefficiencies in their marketing and sales systems or, or whatever they're, they're having issues with, 
where do you start and what does that process look like? Can you walk me through it a little bit? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's actually really easy. It's actually more simple than people think. We just listen and um, have like a, like a 30 minute to an hour long complaint sesh. Yeah. We just go, okay, tell us everything you hate. Tell us everything you don't like. Tell us everything that's going on that you just like. And then, then now tell us, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in the next six months if everything went your way? What's your, what's your long-term vision? What do you want to do? Right. And then from there, we just kind of piece those things together. So, you know, the easy, the easy, that's the easy explanation, but like right down to the micro would be like, 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 why don't you want to come to work in the morning? You know what I mean? Oh, because of this, this is now. Okay. Well, we're going to solve this first. You know what I mean? Okay. Next, what's the next thing? You know what I mean? And then we move down the list and we just create this grocery list, I call it. Right. Nice. And then what we do is we just go, okay, after we get this grocery list, okay. It's like, Hey, listen, this seems like a lot of work to do in like one month um, or, you know, whatever. Um, and you probably don't have this massive budget, for example, that probably most like most businesses don't. So why don't we just like pack this up over the next three months? We'll start with the stuff that is, you know, most important messing with you the yeah. most and you don't like the most. And then we'll move down the list and going. And if we get done sooner, then we'll just go on to the next thing and keep moving. Right. Um, and if we get into something and we don't realize that there's a problem, you know, um, that you never, we, none of us really ever noticed, or you didn't notice, then we'll just solve that and then move on to the actual next list uh, item or something like that. Right. So um, it's that easy. We just, honestly, we just like, listen, listen and like, wait for them to, you know, just pour their heart out as to like what yeah. they want to do with their life and just why a, it's not a, a big vent sesh. I love that. Like, yeah, just that's, throw like, it all at us, throw it all at us. And we're going to make this awesome list of things that we're going to fix for you. Yep. And it's, uh, and, and you get, you get into a lot and you get, there's actually yeah. some like crazy emotions sometimes. Like I've had a lot of wives on the call, uh, like crying, like overwhelmed breaking point. I don't want to do this, but I love this. You know, it's like, they're passionate about it, but they absolutely hate it. It's like, how, how did you get here? So like, oh my goodness, like, like I would love to help you. And then now they're like, you know, the four hour work week, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out Tim Ferriss. So you're an efficiencies guy. You work at the intersection of automation, marketing, sales. What are you keeping your eye on or maybe using already in the world of AI to help automate things and create more efficiency in your business and also for your clients as well? Yeah. So AI is a bit of a touchy subject, not touchy subject for yeah. me, but I don't actually truly believe we have like a true AI out there. And I know there's a lot of people that are going to argue with me and stuff like that, but I, I truly believe it's like more of like a probability thing, right? It's more of like you're, you're giving it instructions. It's coming, going out into the, uh, to the world and it's coming back with the most probable answer. Right. And then you have to tell it whether it's good or not, or yeah, yeah. Value questions. So I love it though. Don't get me wrong. I still love it. I, I just think that like, um, we're not, we're not there yet in terms of yeah. AI. I'm pretty give excited. It, give it a month or two. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited because it's going yeah. very quickly. I'm oh, very fast. Yeah. But um, mostly what I use AI for um, and, and, and in my business specifically is, is uh, summarizing and coming up with really cool ideas. So I am a, on the board of directors for a yacht club here in my, my city. And just today I used uh chat GPT, you know, 4.0 or whatever it is um, to come up with some silly, you know, sailing jokes because i have a commodore's ball this this saturday and i have a speech that i have to do so like you know chat gpt came up with some like you know really cool like funny witty you know yeah. jokes about sailing and all this kind of stuff and you know i'm doing the mc stuff so i have to like whatever so i was used to using that um but in my business mostly what i'm doing is like i'm coming up with like i'll grab a piece of content and i'll transcribe it for example right 
So grab a piece of content, maybe a podcast, or I'll grab something like a, you know, maybe a lesson that it did or a live or whatever. Transcribe it and say Otter AI or something. And then I'll take that and I'll throw it through ChatGPT and I'll go summarize this for me and, 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 and create me, say, 40, 30, 10, whatever topics that I can now repurpose. And so then I'll take those topics, I'll repurpose them into emails and then maybe some shorts or maybe some like topics that like if I'm out on my boat or if I'm out on a hike or something like that, I can just whip up my phone. And like, cause that was the biggest thing I struggled with. Like, at the beginning, I told you, I'm like, not that guy that's going to get on his phone and do that kind of stuff. But now it's kind of, it's getting a lot easier because I can just like have something just come up with the topic for me. And so I have that in my phone. I'm like, okay, what am I doing today? Double click, strike out. Okay. And then go talk about it. Right. And just, and you know what? Some of like, I would say 90% of them stay on my phone. You know, and 10% of them end up out there, but that's what I'm personally doing. And then I'm using the pretty much the same approach for my clients in terms of um, marketing. Because the biggest problem I find with a lot of business owners right now is they struggle with coming up with content. They struggle with coming up with emails. And they're like, oh, I got to create this email campaign. And it's like, I got to have like eight, 10 emails or something like that. I'm like, no, you should have 40. And they're like, oh my gosh, oh my yeah. God, what do you mean? I'm like, well, like take those 10 that you were talking about and break them up into two, two more or three more or four more each. You know what I mean? And like, so let's repurpose this. So we'll take a webinar that's 90 minutes. We'll break that webinar up into like, say 10 categories that they just spoke about because we'll have their slides. We take that. We summarize that and then we come up with like 40 emails, right? And so they're like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. And then we just take those 40. Could you just like proofread these and make sure they actually make sense in, in terms of like what you would say and all this kind of stuff. And like, we're getting done like, you know, a 180 day email sequence in like a matter of like four days, right? And it's just, so AI AI is is definitely working really well in, in, in regards to that. It's It's definitely like, it's definitely like, I would say a 10th, uh, uh, you know, cut down, you know, to make it like a 10th of what it used to be in terms of. Yeah, these no, for sure. We use it in a lot of the same ways. One thing, I'm, have you found a way like with GPT, you've got the like character limit. So if I want to take, you know, for example, this podcast transcription, it's going to be too long. Have you found a way to feed that into GPT and get around the, the character limit no. or use other tools for that? So I've just like, like what I mentioned before is I'll cut out my podcast or I'll cut out the webinar into like the 10 different categories I can. Got so it. I'll cut that yeah. out and, 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 and kind of go from there or, say. or I'll have one of my virtual assistants. I've had virtual, like my, the, the two girls that have been working with me have been working with me since 2018 as well. So cool. it's like 2017, so a long, long, long time. So they get it now. So I'll just give them the transcription and they'll just take out like the, the individual questions and the answers or something like that. And then we'll just do those individually. Um, and then we'll just compile that all into one, right? And then generally what you could do is you could just take that and then run it through chat GPT again if you needed to, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I wanna dive into some tactical and also just some mindset stuff that could be helpful for fellow entrepreneurs, people that maybe you're just thinking about starting a business, haven't taken that step yet and give them some takeaways, you know, one or two takeaways that they can apply right away. You game for that? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in terms of like mental health, I, I think well, I, like I, I got some, I got some questions teed up okay. and then, I mean, you can flow, you can riff however you want, but yeah. do you have any frameworks or, or systems that, that you follow to make those efficiencies the most efficient and ultimately achieve your goals? Um, in terms of my own business goals is I, I think, yeah, uh, I don't really have, I don't really have like, I, I, maybe, I do, maybe I do have a system. Um, I just like writing, like writing it out. You know what I mean? So like, I like, I like just having, um, I have like a, 
you know, my notepad and stuff like that. And I just have exactly kind of what I see um, my business and how it's working and what it's going to be like. And I just write it out. And like every, every, I would say like every month when I'm doing my PL and I'm writing out like, you know, where's my, where, where are my finances? Um, so that's another thing. So if you can base it off of something that is going to happen every month, like if you're not doing a PL report every month, like, okay, start there. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if, if you are currently getting, you know, a bookkeeper in your accountant and stuff like that, and you're getting on a call and stuff like that, right after that call, and you've got your numbers and you see where your percentages are at, they're higher, they're lower, whatever it might be. Um, I just write it out and I go, I wish, or I want this to be a little bit different. I want this to be that. I want that to be this. Um, and I find that like when I was in school, I found that like when I was taking notes, cause like I went to military school and so there was no computers, there was no screens, there was no nothing, right? So it was all chalkboard. And so we'd have to write everything out ourselves. And so I found that I would write everything out, right? But then after that, I would go to the computer lab because there is one and I would write, I would type it out. And I found that like doing it twice like that, like writing it out physically and then typing it out like that, I got like 97% in like history or something like that. It was like, you know, like I've never gotten that kind of a grade before. So this is, I, I, I kind of apply the same um, things going on right now is because like you go on a boring ass meeting with your bookkeeper and your accountant and you're going through some stupid numbers and it's just boring and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then after that, you forget and you go 30 days and you don't, you don't do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, so I find that writing it out keeps it top of mind. And then I just, just check it out every morning or every night before I go to bed and just see where we're at, where I'm at. Right. And a lot of times I'm at a point where there's like maybe two things I really want to focus on. Maybe one of them's like, I want to cancel a subscription. I really don't need anymore because I'm not using it or something like that. Or it's like, I would really like to see that my expenses, you know, my, or my labor ratio go down. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you write it down, I've, I've done the same for like prepping for giving a speech, you know, going to present it. I'm going to write it out. I'm going to record it and listen to it. Like when you do these things and have that kind of feedback, it just cements it into your brain. And yeah. it, it, it makes it when it's like a thing you need to do, it makes it more pertinent, more top of mind and more likely to get done at the end yeah. of the day. So, I find I find not remembering and not keeping type of mind just leaves you to, and I, I spent a lot of years just reacting to things. And that was the problem is like most business owners are just like consistently reacting to the next problem, the next problem. They're never getting ahead of that. And so, you know, when you, when you can keep it top of mind and you know, and you're not going into the next month and still reacting to the same, same stuff, it's, it's definitely a lot better. So, yeah. All right. In the last few years, five years, whatever, what new belief behavior or, or habit even has most improved your life? <laughs> Whole foods and exercise. Yes, sir. Got Pretty much it. <laughs> Um, I used, I'm like a big, like, I like to snack. I like, I like, I like fast food. I like, you know, yeah. I like all of it. I, I, I like the stuff that's not good for you. Um, but I, I feel so much better not eating it. Um, and I actually feel tremendously worse eating it now. Um, so I think like just using things like proper oils, you know, you know, having a decent like lunch with like, you know, actual vegetables and like yeah. get some green <laughs> on your plate. The more color, the better. <laughs> yeah. So I try to I try to go into a little bit of a rule now. It's like quarter of your plate is meat, quarter of your plate is uh, carbs, and then half your plate is uh, veggies. Right. And so I'm trying to keep to that and 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 stay really clean. And again, we have the whole family here. We will we'll have our you know weekend you know movie get together with the kids and stuff like that. And we're doing popcorn and we're doing maybe some hors d'oeuvres or snaps or whatever, some oven, you know, yeah. whatever, not good for your stuff, whatever, not but good for you stuff. know what I mean? For the rest you of the you gotta have, you know, yeah, we're, we're not going to cut it out completely. 
then we're doing really well, right? And so I think like, I, I, I actually listened to coincidentally a podcast and it was like eating ourselves to death or something like that. And I forget who mm. it's by, but um, it was basically a podcast that's saying like 95, uh, 95% of America has like a metabolism illness, right? Their body can't effectively metabolize what it's what you're feeding it, right? Like the yeah. bad oils and like the processed foods and all that kind of stuff. And 75% of America is obese. And I'm like, oh, so I was like, man, I got to stop. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah, like I just like made the like conscious life decision. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't have coffee. It might seem really boring. I don't have any of that. I just like eat as like healthy as I can now. And I've lost like, I think 25 pounds and stuff like that. And uh, you, I like to hike every morning. I don't like running. I don't like cardio. I don't like any of that stupid crap. I don't like doing like burpees and ah, I hate it. So yeah. I like to hike in nature and record my videos and I like to just listen to the birds and be up before anyone else. So that's what I do, for you, man. Yeah. You got to find what works for you. And if it's being out in nature, that's medicine in and of itself. You're getting exercise, you're getting stuff done. You're creating content for me. Yeah. Eating well. I mean, I would get the brain fog for the longest time when I was just on the grind, wasn't eating like total crap, but just wasn't paying attention to my nutrition as well as I could. And, you know, every day, like right around this time, even 1230 hits and like I'm a fraction of my efficiency, my, my output, my clarity, and that brain fog sets in. But when you're eating well and you're taking care of yourself, you can go, go all day as long as you're sleeping well and, and getting proper nutrition. I found it really does help. Totally. And I, I find it funny or well, not fun. I, well, I, I definitely find it comical that like people are like, oh, you got to do fasting if you get brain fog and don't eat in the morning and then only eating in the afternoon. And that way your morning is more energetic and all this kind of stuff. And I fasted for like four years. Yeah. I never ate breakfast, only ate like lunch, unless of course I was traveling or something like that. Right. Um, and I'm like the opposite now I'll skip lunch and I'll eat breakfast. And I just have like, I'll have like, um, like a, like a big, huge, like tomato, cucumber or whatever. Like I'll have like a, like, like a, like a big old sandwich or something like that. Just like no meats, no nothing, just like something like that. Or, um, just like eat like yogurt and fruits and veggies or whatever. Like I'll have like that in the morning or something like that. Um, and, uh, mostly toast and, and, and the cucumbers and, 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 and tomatoes and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I'll just do that in the morning. And I find like, I don't even need lunch. And then I might have a small, snack or something like that before before dinner or something like that but usually don't and um that's it and like i find that i don't get brain fog like i'm wired right now i'm good to go and i haven't you know uh, i had breakfast and stuff like that too so i think that was that was that was crazy too like once you start changing up your diet and the food that you eat the food that you're actually eating is actually going to energize you in the morning and not just like leg like you know inhibit you from thinking and you know exactly. sitting at the bottom of your gut yeah. like doing nothing for you right so gotta, gotta think of it as fuel because that's what yeah. it is so yeah. all right michael so this is a podcast about entrepreneurship but one of the biggest hurdles that most people face entrepreneurs anybody is living a well-rounded life and doing the things that bring us joy with the people we care about most what does living a well-rounded life look like for you and and how do you find that balance yeah, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, like it's that's seriously, it, I don't even think I'm fully there yet, to be honest with you. Like I still, you know, um, and I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I think there's always going to be that perpetual like desire to always get better. Right. And I think all entrepreneurs are like that. Right. But I think a, a well-rounded um, work-life balance, you know, all that is just, you know, basically what we just spoke about with like food and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. 
And I find that like just having that that dedicated, um, uninterrupted, no screen time time with your children and your wife or your husband or whatever it is, and just turning shit off. Um, and then, you know, making sure that when you're going to work and when you're working, it's actually work and not just clicking around or pretending to be busy or doing those busy tasks that could have been delegated and you're not delegating it because you have trust issues or whatever it might be. Right. Um, that's been like huge for me. Right. It's just like letting go of the things that just, I really don't need to do and giving it to my VAs, um, turning off the phone after work and just like playing, you know, Minecraft with my kid or going out outside and like, you know, gardening with him because he loves it now. Or like I have, I have gold pans and stuff like that. And I'm, we're going through and we're finding garnets and like little flakes of gold and stuff. And he, he loves that too. Right. And so yeah. going out for bike rides and stuff like that, just like that. Um, I think that's, that's it. And like, I don't have any desire for like a crazy amounts of travel, Lamborghinis. I don't, like, you know, I have a, I have a little pontoon boat. It's like 23 feet. I don't know. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like secondhand. It's, you know, it works. Got a 60 horse Merc on the back. You know, it's not like a hundred horse, you know, yeah, yeah. It pots around, man. It's like, it's, it's good, you know, getting on the boat and swimming and actually doing, you know, some, some, uh, some lessons or like, you know, teaching my kids not to do this or what to do or look out for that or whatever. And, and I think that's like, that's my well, rounded that's what I'm trying the most right now is like mostly turning off the phone and just being present with them and teaching them things that I never really learned right so yeah, well they're they're super lucky to have that man that's that is the ultimate gift to yourself ultimate gift to them carving out that presence and, and being able to just unplug I mean that that that's the biggest thing that I think most people need to do is just set those hard boundaries like work ends at five turn your phone off, shut the office door if you work from home and go be or do whatever that thing is, being with your family, going There's out. There's a cool and- thing called like Opal. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's an app and uh, basically, no, yeah, it locks you out. Yeah, yeah. You can set put, schedules. Put, and Put the restraints on that shit because- Yeah, like if you if you have zero self-control and it's fine if you do, right? Just yeah. put, the, put the things in place that you need to, right? And like it, I'm guar- I guarantee you, there's absolutely zero emergency on the face of the planet in your work or whatever it might be that's going to like, like completely implode your business. You know what I mean? Like as soon as I realized that it was like, it was, um, it was game over, right? It was nothing's that big of an emergency. And if it is, it's it's somebody else's emergency (laughs) and you need to prioritize yourself. Have you ever heard of whoop band? W-H-O-O-P whoop whoop band. It's kind of like a Fitbit or uh, an aura ring. Okay. So I did a test because I'm I'm like I like split testing. I like data yeah, yeah. And I like numbers, right? And so I wore a whoop band for I think like four months and I tested out taking my phone to bed and watching shows and all this kind of stuff, and then not doing it. And I did it for like a good test, like a month at a time. You know what yeah. I mean? I would do because when I first started, I was just you know not doing it. And then it was like one day I was like, I gotta stop. And so they like cold turkey, that's how I do things. Cold turkey, just okay, no more phone yeah. in bed. Yep. And so I went from like watching shows and having Slack messages ping and all that kind of stuff and all this kind of stuff. And I might like my heartbeat. It was the biggest thing that changed. Oh yeah. Like my heartbeat at nighttime was like down. Like, I don't remember. It was like two years ago when I did this test, but it was down significant, significant. significantly yeah. down. Like my that anxiety. Like, yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, because 
my sleep ended up getting significantly better. I was sleeping less technically because I was getting up yeah. and doing hiking earlier because I, I, whatever, I was just feeling better. And uh, I was sleeping less, but my, I was getting more like actual deep sleep and, yeah, and getting more deep, getting more REM actually. And my recovery, things. my recoveries went up like significantly as well, just based off of my heart rate variability and all this kind of stuff going on. And I was just like, man, like I can go and I can like scroll and I get like physically ill now. Like I feel it. Like, and you just, you just like, I, you want to scream out to the world. Just be like, if you could just drop and not scroll and find something like other than yeah. Instagram or whatever perfect life you're TikTok. looking at or whatever it might be yeah. TikTok, exactly toxic. Um, your mental health is going to like, I'm telling you, it'd be just, it would be skyrocket. No, oh, 100%. Maybe an hour a day, you know, like just do it. Like you only need it an hour a day. But I, I, I was looking at my numbers and I think my social media sometimes was like four and a half, five, six hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, and I'm working. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't, even, I don't even have it on my phone anymore. Like, yeah. I don't have the apps. I, I have to go into my browser in my computer, on, like in my office, to go look at, check my Facebook and check my Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Just create eliminate the opportunity to even default to that you know yeah. you're sitting on the toilet you're scrolling on instagram and then 20 minutes goes by and you're like what am i doing <laughs> like, yeah i don't even have it on there i love that yeah. all right man well moving to wrap things up here but i want to ask this question what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made in yourself that could be an investment of time money energy does anything come to mind there i would just say mentorship yeah, uh, I've spent probably a quarter million over the last like six years in like mentorship courses, things like that. And uh, I would say even I just recently invested in a mentor uh, and it's about, I would say a sixth of that quarter million. Like it was a huge investment huge. for me um, yeah. just recently. And, uh, and it's just like, he's, he's, you know, he, he does about a hundred million with all his companies a year. You know what I mean? And so just investing and having that one-on-one -on -one time and just being able to like, just see, you know, where he's at and like how hard he's grinding and all this kind of stuff um, or lack of grinding, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and just making smart decisions and his mindset around, you know, systems and sales and marketing and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, I think that's probably one of the most valuable things that I've invested in. Um, and then I would say like the next most valuable thing that I invested in was like a boat is like getting out on the lake, man, and chilling and yeah, just like good for the soul. Know, it's, it's just the wind and the smell and like jumping in a cold lake. And I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Investing in mentors, especially like if you're just getting started you may not have the funds, but seek it out. YouTube. YouTube, YouTube best I, friend. podcasts are your best friend, books are yeah. your best friend. Those are your mentors. And then take that money that you're earning and reinvest it in yourself first yeah. and foremost. Make and sure try not to do like a ton of courses. I find that the courses yeah. for me, I don't know, like the I courses never finish are, them. <laughs> you never, yeah, you barely even start them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can, if you can get on and like, you can actually just, instead of buying the course, just pay for the guys an hour of his time or her time yeah. or whatever it might be, that's going to be way more valuable. And I bet you any money, they just have probably never been asked, you know, yeah. um, and for that. So yeah, hundred percent. If you can, if you can, you know, skip the courses and, um, I, I always joke that I, I graduated from the university of YouTube. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. YouTube is my best friend. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you learn you can learn anything on YouTube these days. So, 
Yeah. Oh man. Awesome. Well, I have a choose your own adventure question for you. This is something I always ask. You can pick which one you'd like to answer or or both if you so desire, but what's a favorite place that, that you visited? And you said you don't travel much, but maybe uh, something more local in the past few years, or what is a recent adventure that you went on that's memorable? And in either case, what was it like? What made it so memorable? Did you learn something? Tell us a little story there. Yeah. So I think I'll do like the memorable story i suppose or like a, an experience that i had the only reason i i i i like it is because it's almost not believable yeah um, it totally Perfect. happened it totally happened um it was the weirdest thing that's pretty much happened to me in my entire life and um i've you know i've done travel i've done like i've done, done a lot of the states and mexico stuff or whatever but i don't like to do it much more with what's going on in the world that's the only reason i'm not traveling recently um but it was quite a quite a while ago. It was actually just before I started entrepreneurship. There was this. I had a gold claim. It was seven cells. It was like a hundred and fifty hectare claim. It was a placer claim. So I went out gold mining, and that was my hobby, right? Like I have to keep busy, and I was out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. There's only me, my two dogs, um, my gun, and my quad, and my pans and stuff like that, right? I just had a you know twelve gauge defender and things like that for bears, and loaded yeah. up with slugs, ready to go, and. Uh, I had been out there for three days, you know, and the water's too cold to, to, to shower. And I was like, you know, it was one of the, I was like tired, beat down, all this kind of stuff. And I'm not finding what I want to find. I'm getting kind of discouraged. I have this new claim and it's not panning out. No pun, no pun intended. Um, and I was just like in the, the, the river, big old uh, hip waders and I'm, I'm panning and stuff like that. And it's still not working out. And then I just like, hear something behind me and I'm like oh my gosh the one time I left my gun on the other side of my quad it's going to be a bear I'm going to jump into this pool what am I gonna, you know what I mean like everything flashing through what my head do? and I turn around and there's this old short man in like rabby clothes long long hair and just like you could tell like he's been in the bush for a long time, long time. and I'm just like like my first thing is like okay I'm dying uh, so I would can take me to his cabin lock me up <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but you know what I mean? You know what it goes through? Yeah, your yeah, yeah. But you don't know. I'm, you're like, what the heck? I I for three days, blown I out here. To, yeah, for three days, I haven't talked to a single human being. <laughs> and yeah. all of a sudden, there's this random ass short guy right sitting out there. And then all he does is he points up the hill on the opposite side of the creek, like way up. Like I'm talking like 300 feet, like way up. And he goes, Gold isn't where you think it is, it's where you find it. Turns around. And I'm like looking up there and I look back, he's gone. <laughs> and like, keep in mind, like I'm on this like thing. So he could have been in the bush, could have been behind a tree. I don't know. I, yeah, it, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was odd. And I was staring at like what he was pointing at for a while as yeah. he was saying that. So he could have been, well, I don't know. Weirdest thing I've ever, I've ever have happened. And the only, the only reason I tell that story now is because I still use that quote today. And I've like never forgotten that quote. And it's because Gold isn't where you think it is, it's where you find it. And, and in that particular case, I went up the hill, I took some dirt in a, in a couple, you know, five gallon pails, brought it down the hill, hand it, it was like the night sky. I ended up, I ended up shoveling out that dirt. And on one weekend we had, I had three people, we shoveled for six hours straight. I got an ounce of gold from that one spot. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I have no idea how this guy knew this and all this kind of stuff, but I'm just like, everyone tells you gold is on the inside bend and um, it's going to be 
here and it's going to be, you know, in a flowing this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. Unless it's not. But it wasn't. It was like way up this fucking hill on the opposite side of the inside bend. You know what I mean? But like yeah. hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, that river must, that must have been in the inside bend or something like that. Right. Like obviously that's what had happened. And like it just kind of blew my mind. But even, even still today, like with whatever you're doing or whatever's going on in your life, just because you think it's one way doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that way. Right. Just because you think, right. That, you know, your business has to run this way or that your CRM has to be this or that you have to run out of a Google sheet or something like that. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be that way, right? You you have to like open up and um, and just like have like a different way of thinking, I think. And it's really yeah. hard. Um, and one of the books that I always recommend and I always I always go into this book with like the end and I it was sat out in the rain for a while. It's called The Great Mental Models and it's just like general, general thinking concepts. Um, cool. So it's a really cool book. And um, it's really dry. It's fairly boring. So you got to take bite sizes out of it. But it just like kind of adapts your brain and, and, and your way of thinking. So you can actually go into situations with more than one way of thinking. And it's hard to conceptualize now. But um, ever since that quote, I've been kind of like, you know, obsessed with it. So. Nice. Well, I'm going to find it and put that in the show notes for everybody. So yeah. Michael, this has been gold, man. Where where can people find you, support you online, reach out with questions, website, socials, all that good stuff? Yeah, Facebook's always the best way. Like uh, either follow me or um, try and friend me up. I sometimes have to unfriend a few people because I'm up at quite a bit. Um, I have There's a few profiles on Facebook, so make sure you find the right one. There's a lot of people trying to beat me, but uh, it'll have like 19,000 followers on Facebook and then it'll have like nab near 5,000 friends. Can't really fake that. So yeah. Um, that's the profile you reach out to make sure you friend me first or follow me first and then send a message because it helps out with me um, responding um, you can go to the integrator the integrator academy.com if uh, you want to become a remote integrator or learn how I do it and I've you know supported my family and moved to paradise in British Columbia to to do it um, and uh, I would say that's pretty much it like those are the two places that you can find me you can book a call or you can just message me with questions and um, or if you're in the Kelowna, British Columbia area, hit me up and we'll uh, take you out in the boat. So Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes for people listening. And Michael, appreciate your time, man. This was great. And we'll look forward to following your journey. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. It was, it's been fun. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.